Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 15th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, by the time people hear this in the regular feed, it will be 24 hours until I am on a flight out of Central Florida for nearly three whole weeks. I'm not in the flight for three whole weeks. Uh, Yeah, that would be awful. It'd be a long flight. Um, It'd be a very long flight. But I will be going... to St. Louis on Saturday. I will be going not only to the Cincinnati Reds St. Louis Cardinals baseball game on Sunday the Sorry. 17th. That's in the afternoon. They're going to get killed. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're tired the of the... Uh, they are, but they are you know, playing to split the series against the Yankees tonight. So. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. Really bad. Really bad. But um, <laughs> I'm going to do that in the afternoon, and then in the evening, I'm going to see... Sweeney Todd at the Muni, starring Carmen Cusack. I was supposed to talk with Carmen on Wednesday, um, but their rehearsal schedule got moved around and I wasn't able to. So we're Mm. still hoping to connect. But since it's such a short run, like the time is limited. So hopefully uh, we'll figure something out. But I'm working with Eric from the Muni to get all that done. Um, But very excited about that. Also, obviously, as I've talked about before, we'll be seeing... Uh, Legally Blonde yeah. at the Muni the next week and maybe maybe I'll throw in there's a at the same theater that did the world premiere of Cardi Kid the musical they're also doing um, uh, In In the Heights while I'm there the Ooh. second time so maybe I'll do that I'm also going to head over to uh, Las Vegas for a week and then come to New York while I'm still putting my trip together and finally sent out press requests yesterday so hopefully we'll get that all finalized soon but either way um, follow along on my adventures if you want and uh, we will still be doing Today on Broadway and this week on Broadway and maybe even if something like a pop while I'm gone. But uh, you and yeah. I actually may see each other this time. <laughs> I mean, literally, I've, we've had plans to see each other the last like three trips, and you've canceled yeah. literally I've had to every cancel single all time, them, either for work or I've had COVID. It's just yes. really bad timing. And usually, I would say that I would quarantine myself before seeing you, but like that, we're seeing each other for Into the Woods on mm-hmm. Tuesday the second. We're both going to the company final of the closing yep. and. And we're both going to Grace's show, so there's Are no you going time. On the same night, I'm going on the same night. Awesome. Well, good. At yeah. least one of those three things you won't cancel. Maybe. So we'll see which one <laughs> we'll it is. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. I will be doing <laughs> updates on my trip. I don't know if it'll be every day when I'm in New York, not the whole time, but maybe I'll even do some Muni-related stuff in the Patreon feed over at patreon.com slash broaderradio, broaderradio.com slash Patreon. Uh, all right, Ashley, let's get into the news. And this is the story that will not stop. It started about this time one week ago when you and I had to do an extra segment because... Gawker of all websites broke the news that Liam Michelle would be joining the cast of Funny Girl. It was obviously confirmed this past week. And um, you had pointed out an article in the Daily Beast, which I have not read all of that kind of talked about some reports about there being um, some disconnect between Beanie and her team and the Funny Girl production the producers. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Well, on Thursday, the. Uh, the producers of the show and Beanie's team released a joint statement in which they said that could not be further from the truth. They said that internet rumors and published reports were not true and they used similar, very similar wording, um, as Beanie's Instagram post that, you know, the show decided to go in a different direction. Um, of course, Beanie had originally been planning to run in the show through September 25th. 
um, as opposed to the early 2023 that was, you know, the original, original plan. Um, but the producers said that they were, quote, aware of and in full support of Beanie's decision to leave the show early on July 31st. Um, <laughs> I bet they're in full support of her leaving early. Yeah, well, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, this is not going well. And I don't want to get into a ton of it because it, I, I, I think probably the the truth is much less smashy than sure. what everyone is imagining because these things are ultimately business deals. And obviously it seems like some people's feelings are hurt, which I, as we've chronicled uh, throughout this week makes total sense. And I'm fine with that, but really everybody involved is a professional. And even if they might not be handling things the best possible way, they're still professional. And I don't think that this is as probably soapy as, people online and on the TikTok want it to be, but I mean, it's I not, know. I, I just, I think like we might be just overdoing the drama a little bit. I think we're overdoing the drama in a very public fashion. And I think that's inescapable at this point, considering you have the Leah Michelle of it all. And you have, I mean, everyone's been comparing Beanie to Barbara forever now, since she was literally announced, um, which as we've talked about, that was what you were to expect anyway. That was always going to be the case. And then it's just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. So it's been a very public debacle here. Mm -hmm. I do think, and I have heard things behind the scenes that lead me to believe that this is not a peaceful transition. Um, but I mean, there's no public veracity to any of this. Of course, they're going to put out very, um, tidy PR statements here, which they have of everyone was on board with her leaving. It's a peaceful transition, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing of like somebody left a project due to creative differences. Like they're not going to go into saying that so-and-so thinks somebody's doing a shit job. Like that's, that's not how PR works. For the most part, at least. Yeah. And Jane, and Jane Lynch, Lynch too. made a comment too. And she said she, you know, Adored her Leah Michelle on. too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. Yeah, right. That's that's kind of the thing of uh, how much are they gonna say that's actually truthful because it's still a business and people still have to have careers and they still have to go on to book other projects after oh, and, this. And, like, and you wouldn't point? expect them being, to. Yeah. What's the point of saying like, I mean, let's just take the, the Jane Lynch part of this. Like, sure, sure, what sure. would really be worth, what would be the benefit of saying, I don't like her, we don't get along, yeah. it's not something I want to do again. I don't know if that's true or not, but like, what what does that get you? Like, that doesn't help you, that doesn't help the no, show. absolutely it, not. It, it makes you, even if it doesn't make you look bad, it just puts you into this news cycle where you're drug into something that you probably don't want to be a part of. So just whether it's the producers in Beanie or Jane Lynch or whomever, just say the right thing, move on, put your head down, do the work. It makes complete sense absolutely. why they're doing this. And, and I'm hoping the best for... Beanie. I mean, yeah, that's who I'm hoping the best for. <laughs> that is who I'm hoping the best for, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, there's a very big part of it that's just like, I'm sure she wants to get out of this and move on from it as quickly as possible and hopefully yeah. get more projects that fit her better because she's, I mean, she's a so, movie star. She's a movie star. And she's so, so, and a TV star for that matter. And so, yeah. so, so talented. And, you know, I'm worried about 
what those future projects are going to look like for her and kind of the response to that. I mean, she's going to be filming merrily for the next 40 years. Uh, and hopefully, and hopefully like the things of this don't follow her that long, which is very, very possible knowing theater people. But look at her two co-stars. They've got very different Mm -hmm. social media furors around them too. One for very good reasons and one for just silly, ridiculous, sure. petty things. Always. But uh, that's it. That's an intro. Yeah. The thank you, theater, Twitter. Um, <laughs> but that is a very interesting snake bitten cast in a lot yeah. of different ways. Oh, but yeah. Speaking of interesting and problematic, uh, to, to say the least, uh, there's a report in the Broadway Journal by Philip Baroff uh, that is an exclusive. Apparently, the previous lead producer of basically every good show on Broadway, Scott Rudin, is set to be Mm. deposed, is set to be deposed under oath uh, sometime before August 31st. Um, this is, has to do with a relation or with a, uh, a lawsuit that we've talked about before between the advertising mm-hmm. agency Spotco, which was a huge part of the Scott Rudin empire for oh, yeah. many, many years. In my previous life as the advertising manager for Broadway World, like I worked with Spotco literally every day because we had, uh, a contract with them for every Scott Rudin show. And, um, this has to do with the fact that they allege that he has not uh, paid uh, up to $6.3 million yeah. in advertising services across nine different Rudin theatrical productions, um, each one having a different LLC. This they goes claim- back to when they, uh, you know, when the report came out in August 2022. Yeah, this is when the uh, the complaint was actually filed at the beginning of August in 2020. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that he hadn't been paying things uh, before and they'd <laughs> kind of been rolling over and, <laughs> yeah. and all of this stuff. Um, but one of the things that's really interesting is that um, they have gotten access to internal Rudin Productions emails as well as for emails uh, between the different LLCs. And what Rudin's team is arguing is that each individual LLC is its own uh, production company. Is everything is siloed off. So you can't say that something that happens with one has to do with the other. However, what Spotco is alleging is that there's been so much co-mingling between all of the different Rudin properties that what yeah. he's effectively doing is running a shell game and saying that, well, we paid for this, but you did this here and you were doing more than we asked for uh, because it wasn't in this we'll contract, but you were it. doing it for this. Right. So, and Normally, what this article does is it quotes a, uh, a Cornell Law School legal institute and says that basically, normally the courts like to give deference to keep individuals insulated from their corporate liabilities. But mm. when there is evidence of serious misconduct and, for lack of a better term, financial shenanigans, they will <laughs> kind of take the person behind those things and lump them in with the individual corporation. So that's really what we're getting at here. Um, this deposition will not be made public unless it is they decide to use it as evidence um, when ah. they go to the New York Supreme Court. Okay. So fingers crossed that happens. Yeah, right. Um, that's that's kind of all I could say because this is so beyond my understanding and expertise, other than just like yeah. the collective desire to for Scott Rudin to pay whatever he deserves to pay in whatever form you want to consider that as. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. But we'll keep you updated Mm. on that as more comes out over the next month or two. Mm. Uh, 
All right, something that opened on Thursday. I want to make sure everybody knows I have added this to my schedule. I'm going to be going to this at some point. But the new uh, the New York Public Library's Focus Center yeah. Stage exhibit opened on Thursday. This is celebrating the 50 years of the Theater on Film and Tape Archive. As you all know, the Lincoln Center Theater uh, Archive has a collection of over 5,000 plays, musicals, classics, experimental, and avant-garde productions, in addition to... Uh, uh, an additional 3,000 uh, videos of interviews, dialogues, film and television adaptations, award shows, and many, many other things. Uh, this exhibit highlights various aspects of the archive, including exciting excerpts from its unparalleled video collection, rare photographs of creatives behind some of these memorable productions, and many, many more. Um, I have never gone and sat mainly because I don't live there. I've never sat and watched anything at the uh, archive and obviously Ooh. with I could um for yeah. press for press purposes. Quote unquote, yeah. Uh, yeah I I, have, I too have watched things for press purposes. Yeah. So but I'm excited to go and, and check this out. I'm gonna fill you know, not a spot, not a slot, but maybe in between a two show day, uh, head up to the library at Lincoln Center. I was gonna say, and, uh, got anything at Lincoln Center you wanna see? Maybe. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there is uh but it's on a Sunday night, so I don't know mm. what the library hours are on a Sunday. Nosebleed. I don't think they're is, open. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, there is that. So recommend that. I did. I don't know exactly how long the exhibit is is going to be open for. They did not say in the press release, but hopefully it'll be around for a while. We'll be going. All right. Um, in other news, comic actor and writer Kate Berlant will return to the New York stage next month in her new one woman show. Kate. It is directed by the, I mean, the king of one person shows right now, Bo Burnham. Uh, yeah. and this show will run for eight weeks at the Connolly Theater. I feel like I know somebody else who is I've doing a one person show at the Connolly Theater. I can't remember who it is. I'm sure it's somebody much bigger and much more important and funnier yeah, than Kate Berlant. For that, sure. that is obviously also the place that uh, our own Grace Aki was doing her <laughs> yeah, show. Good as she uh, NYC. Later this month. <laughs> yep. Um, but Kate's show will be running from August 20th through September 7th. Um, um, that, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, it's August 20th and then September 7th is the opening date. I was mm, like, that's mm. not eight weeks. I can do math. I promise. <laughs> sure. Um, we talked about this, numbers earlier today. I don't know about that. Yeah. Not so good. Yeah. You and I talked <laughs> yeah. about me going to see my accountant after we're done. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, this show will explore Kate's life and, and everything that has brought her to her current moment. Um, should be fun. I mainly because of Grace. Like I've seen more one person shows recently than sure. I have in the past. And, uh, and for, Fleabag because I love Fleabag. Obviously, um, and, Fleabag. And, and, and saw, saw Phoebe when she re uh, brought the show back to New York. Uh, so jealous. Anyway. Yep. Uh, all right. Finally, now for something completely different in this section. Channing Tatum's Magic Mike Excellent. Live yes. will be hitting the road <laughs> for a multi-year North American tour that will be beginning in Miami this fall. That feels oh, right. Oh, hello. Here's the thing. Okay. It is starting at a new state-of-the-art venue at the Miami Marine Stadium site on Key Biscayne on October 13th. For a six-month limited run, I'm sorry, a six-month run before a six it heads month out. On limited the... run, yeah. please get um, out of here. But like this thing sold the poop out in London in like record time. Yeah, and like Miami feels like a place that something like this could do very well. So like I get it. Yeah, um, I'm sweaty. But it is, yeah. Well, and like 
big time party vibes yeah. uh, in, in Miami. But it is running currently. It's currently on sale through April 9th. They are doing six to seven uh, or I'm sorry, five to six days a week. Multiple shows on weekend days, like two on Thursday, two on Friday, three on Saturday, two on Sunday. Like impressive. And then one on Monday or one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. And then, you know, schedule will vary, obviously, uh, around. But like they are they're putting the work in. Putting the work in. Looks Bring your like singles. Uh, Make yeah, it looks rain. like looks like tickets for Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday are forty nine dollars. Uh, Friday and Saturday, That's not bad. They are, Friday and Saturday, they are a much nicer price. I'm just going to leave it at that. Ah, that's not. Uh, of course, no. uh, that's not bad at all. But maybe I'm just jaded by New York prices at this point. I know. Yeah, it looks like they've also got like a ton of like like packages no pun intended ah. as well like oh mike's pun intended. exclusive no mike's exclusive <laughs> package ultra seating and parties of 10 or more so good, good times good for y'all yeah good times uh, get your ticket now you're close enough yeah it's like five six hours but so there you know, you go. it's worth it um all right so finally <laughs> let's wrap up the show with a feel-good recommendation and this comes from the pbs news hour they went behind the scenes of the only theater center's revolutionary production of the music man in which not only is the main character, Harold Hill, played by a deaf actor, James Caverly, but the show is created by a company and creative team that consists of half deaf and half hearing artists. Um, we love to see this. The show um, is scheduled to run just for about 10, a week and a half left through the 24th. We will have that um, video in the show notes. And um, I was talking with my grandmother on the phone on Wednesday, and she had told me she'd read an article um, about a production of Richard III, not the one that's in the park with Denai Gurira, yeah. but somewhere that had um, an actor playing Richard III, who is famously, according to Shakespeare's history, a hunchback, but yeah. somebody with some sort of physical disability. And she didn't remember all the details and asked if I knew what it was, and I didn't. So if anybody knows knows what that is let me know but i'd love to hear that love to see things like this um uh, at the olney and then of course you know everything that deaf west uh does and Amazing. all of that stuff as well so so very cool and love to see that and hope we see more things like this please uh, around the country and in new york as well it's not that hard just do it no nope not that hard all right everybody that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all right everybody have a wonderful weekend um i'll be out and about for the next couple weeks so if you want to follow along hit me up on the social meds and uh we'll go from there but front have a row wonderful magic mike well no not till october that doesn't, doesn't come <laughs> all right front row fox for that one but yeah anyway all right everybody have a wonderful weekend we'll talk to you on monday 